All right, we're back. Episode two of Lou Boys SC with Andrew and Will. We got uh, we got some good stuff to talk about this week, right, Andrew? Oh yes. Well, today to start off, we've got um, my brother guest showing on the the pod right here, Austin Phillips. Ooh. Go ahead hello. and uh, introduce yourself, big boy. Hello, hello. I'm Austin. Here to join them. Have a little bit of conversations. There I mean, we go. We got we got to get excited about some St. Louis soccer here, you know. And Austin's a big PSG fan. Oh, boo! boo. We talked about that on the first pod, but he doesn't know that because he hasn't listened to it yet. So, well, what are we going to talk about today? Let's go city first. I, I'm I'm feeling city because we can always come back around to the the FC, yeah. the relevant. They've had some news this week. They made. Uh... Two new hires to the front office on the sporting side. They also announced season ticket deposits will go live in two weeks. I can't wait. My money's gone. It's basically already gone. Take it. Take my money. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> just going to take it. I can't complain, right? You know, as long as I get season tickets, I'm cool. Well, how about we talk more about these two hires? They hired... Yeah. Bernard Peters. So basically, it sounds like both guys will be consultants, I guess, to just kind of get things off the ground. Yeah, but, and then it looked like one guy was, um, he's going to be one of the lead directors for the youth. Yeah, Bernard Peters is a youth academy development consultant, and he helped build Hoffenheim's academy, that obvious connection with Lutz. At Hoffenheim, I guess they work together there. And he's also been a sporting director for Hamburger of the Bundesliga. Which, don't we have um, some ties there here from the United States? Yeah, that forward, right? From a couple of years ago. Yeah. Bobby Wood. I think Wood, he that's what it is. There. Yes, he did. Man, he's kind of fallen. I haven't heard his name in a long time. Austin, you remember Bobby Wood or is he is he too old for you? No, I think he just hasn't been in the men's team for the past couple of years. Well, he was on the team for the World Cup run that we got spanked out of, right? Because he's the track runner also, isn't he? I have no idea. I just know he looks like Colton Wong. Yeah, I think he's the – I think he was on the U.S. track team or was trying not to be because uh-huh. I think he's like a 100-meter sprinter. Oh, Okay. Dual sport athlete right there. Yeah, so I'm not sure if he's doing soccer anymore. Well, as is the United States, that that sounds like the majority of the roster should be is retired. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like he's still currently playing from uh, my quick fact check. And he's still with with Hamburger. Oh, okay. So they're in the second division of the Bundesliga. Maybe St. Louis um, City is going to be getting some uh, Bobby Woods up in here. Maybe. I'd be down. I'd be down with bringing Bobby Wood in. There we go. I mean, I'm not Maybe against any big name that could bring some exposure to to City. Does not bother me. Yeah, I think the second division of the Bundesliga is probably on par with Major League Soccer. Probably pretty close to. I'd say it's pretty field. close to the majority. 
I think there's a couple teams that could compete higher than that. So, Austin, if last week we talked a lot about um, City and some potential players that we think they could bring to St. Louis to start off right off the bat. Yeah. We mentioned Tommy Barlow. Um, Tim Ream. Josh, Tim Ream, Josh Sargent. Vidati Vesevich. What are some guys you think you'd love to see St. Louis City bring on to the roster to kind of jumpstart their team? These can't be like big dreams either. They got to be somewhat realistic. realistic. Yeah. Well, does that include like they can bring over some of the Europe players that are thinking about retiring in the next couple of years? Yeah. Right. So like Suarez just signed with Suarez. Juventus. Yeah. Which I think but, gives City oh, a better didn't. chance okay. of getting him because City needs two more years before they can even make a bid for him. And he just signed yeah. a two or three year deal with Juventus, right? I think it's two years. So that kind of sets us up pretty well for yeah. so a bid nice on up. Suarez. That'd be cool. Because he'll be, what, 36, 37 by that time? Uh, yes. Or is he older than I think. I think he'd be 36. Okay. So give us some names. What do you think? Well, the problem is, is that all the youth players seem to be going to giant clubs right now that are – Super good. Let's see. Who's the kid that plays for the German, the Red? What is that? R&B Leipziger. Oh, Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams yeah. that plays for Leipzig? Leipzig? Yeah. He says he doesn't want to go too big, so that could be somebody, but he'd probably be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Other than that, let's think. He doesn't want to go big time? I think he's looking to stay at Leipzig, I think. Interesting. I know he had a good season, but I think he wants to kind of be the man for a while. Yeah. Let's see. What they Which got. is understandable. That what That's kind of why we talked about Josh Sargent coming over here is because he hasn't had the best of times over there in Germany. That's true. I feel like if he doesn't continue to grow, it could be a great option to bring him back and really – Maybe bring some light of fire underneath him playing in front of some home fans and friends and fam. Like, think of how well he played in that exhibition match in um, Bush Stadium. I thought he was one of the best players on the field. I think he had a goal, too. Yeah. yeah. He might have. Uh, What's up, Will? Werder Bremen coach said sergeants looked really good in the preseason, and he can't imagine him not being in the starting lineup. So. That's good news. That's yeah, a lot good of good news. news. He had a tough time cracking the starting lineup last year. Well, so. he had that hamstring injury and then that ankle injury. He's just like little nagging things. So awesome. Like yeah, pulse, but yeah, but those two are total different levels. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? Like Christian Pulisic could is... play Christian could play in the Premier League with a half a leg. <laughs> He's yeah, almost think... in that superstar category, almost. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like a budding superstar, he's right on the verge. He's got to. He's got to make it past these injuries for me to be to put him in that category. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Play a full season. I, he has not played a full season yet. He didn't even play a full season in Dortmund. Like he's gotten hurt every season that he's been over the pond. And he needs a twenty goal season, I think, in the Premier League to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't reach 20 goals, then he's just going to stay 
at the mediocre, I think. But who would be a good pickup? Uh, I don't know. Andrew tossed out Tiago Silva as like an aging superstar to come over to the MLS. That would be a good that'd be a good pickup, especially since he's got so much experience with great teams. Well, my thought there is he's uh, he's South American. You know, that kind of brings in the the Brazilian fans. I was rooting for you a little bit there, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to admit, it would bring a lot of Hispanic, Latino, South American feel to the team, which we have a lot of. And then that's why Will brought up the Bosnian connection. I guess we could just bring Tim Howard out of his fake retirement and um, <laughs> he hasn't him. even lo- he hasn't even looked that good in the USL. Oh. That's okay. It's uh, it's all about marketing, right? <laughs> Schuler is thinking about coming to the MLS. The German midfielder that won the World Cup with them. He's know, a little old though. I know Mario. Goetze's name has been thrown around too recently. What do you, Rodriguez. What do you think about William? Do you think he'll make a move like that? In the I next think it'll depend on four or how five Arsenal years. Goes. If he does good in Arsenal, I think he'll stay at a top flight club. But if he falls off, then I think he'll probably make a move over. Only reason I think that is because hasn't there been a fair amount of players from Chelsea moved to the MLS? Yeah, uh, Gerard. Gerard did. Drogba did. Fabregas did, didn't he? For Fabregas did. Like, Ian Cole. We mm-hmm. have five guys from Chelsea that have made the move to. So that could be somebody that you kind of take an eye peek on. Because Arsenal is owned by our lovely, hated Kroenke. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe so, you'd go right yeah. to Colorado Rapids. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I hate I hate anything cronky. Anything cronky I hate. And this can be put on the pod. Cronky <laughs> sucks. <laughs> All right, There'll definitely go. be some cronky uh, sucks. Cronky sucks chance at the first home match. I bet. They say Wayne Rooney's looking at from leaving English Premier League again for the second time. <laughs> it's only been gone a year. Who has? So, yeah, exactly. Wayne Rooney. Oh, I so that could I, be a interesting pickup. I would yeah. guess he'd want to be player coach, like he he currently is, right at Derby County. Yeah. So, well, Derby yeah. County is where he started, right? And I, yeah, and I think it's where he is right now. I think he it's went back. No, I know. I'm I'm not really sure what his pat what he's trying to do, or if he's trying to get into coaching because he's been very move oriented he hasn't really stayed anywhere put for a while mm-hmm. he has not stayed put for a while anywhere i'd be it'd be pretty cool if wayne rooney was a coach of st louis city Ooh. well you know lutz has got some work to do to get a coach there and you know i don't know if maybe if st louis fc makes the playoffs do you think uh, I'm not. I'm gonna butcher his name. So, well, I'm gonna let you say it. Uh, who's their head coach? 
Steve Trichu? Yes. Do you think they will allow him to be a coach if St. Louis FC makes a run in the playoffs here and filter him in? Because he's recently been brought back to St. Louis. And has doesn't he have some MLS connections? He... He Never played coached. in the, Didn't he play in the MLS? He played professional soccer in the US. Uh, I think he was a, he's too old for the MLS. I think he okay. was in the, the like American. NASL. He was like a Tampa Bay Rowdy before they were in the USL. And he was okay. the first American ever to play in the Champions League. So that's pretty cool. So th- I was, think he's got a lot of upside that could be brought into a professional club. St. Louis oriented. That will get them to keep some of the St. Louis FC players here in town. I think what we really need to see is if St. Louis City is going to create a USL team right off the bat or if they're going to wait. It's going to be hard to tell if they hire a coach or how the youth is going to go without knowing what their first big step is going to be for the club. Because it's, it's just hard for me to think about us not having soccer in St. Louis for the next two years and really try to assume what's going to happen first. Right. I think probably next year they probably won't start up a USL team just with COVID still being such a big uncertainty on where things will be next year. Um, they'll probably focus all their efforts on the academy and then hopefully – the year before the expansion team comes, maybe they have a USL League One team leading up to that with a lot of those young academy guys. What do you think, Austin? I, what, I think what would way... you like to see them do first? As a I club, think... Like, do you think St. Louis City is going to um, gear their efforts towards starting the youth development or starting the feeder team? I think they'll probably go more for the feeder team than youth development because, well, they already have, was there any news on STOFC's staying or leaving yet? Yep, they're folding after this year. So so they'll probably have to act on that sooner than later to help bring a feeder team to help fund and farm players to play for their team. So I think that should be the first thing on their list. So I'd say... A farm team which should probably be the top thing or the best priority over youth because they already have thousands of youth teams in St. Louis that they could pull from. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like Lutz wants to develop they want to develop their own academy and he kind of wants to start from the ground up with uh, like you. 15 and 16, I think, was around there is what he said. And he'd hope come 2023, some of those guys are maybe ready to, like, break through Make to that the team, next step. I guess, at 18, 19 years old. Which would make sense because that's, that's very similar to what the New York Red Bulls do. Now, that's not a good comparison because they're awful right now. But... They, they're notorious for having guys on their roster or in their starting lineup that have come up all the way through their ranks of their club. So there's, there's a lot of MLS teams that do that. You know, 
Mavs. Um, Dallas does that a lot. Hmm. The Sounders do that a lot. Some of those medium market teams that don't have the Galaxy or L.A. or Miami or New York. The Red Bulls have New York. I feel like New York City has a little bit more of the the big-name pool than the Red Bulls do. Is that where Alfonso came from? Davies? Alfonso Davies played for the Red Bulls. No, he was a... He no, was a no, white no. cap. He was a white Vancouver cap. Vancouver white. Vancouver white yeah. cap. So I think I think I think that's the the mentality that Lutz is trying to take is let's operate as if we're a Dallas or Sounders and not operate as much of like we're a LAFC Galaxy or Miami FC or Miami. those Midwest teams. Yeah, Miami. Almost forgot. Miami's gonna bring. I feel like all the big names to them. Yeah, they're linked to like every European guy that's whose contract's running out. Yeah, <laughs> Suarez, William, Silva. Well, Griezmann and Neymar already said that they're if they ever go to the MLS, they're playing for Miami. So, <laughs> of course. So, how do we feel about let's let's get back to City? How do we feel about Lutz's involvement in the? community so far since he's gotten here New York type of team because it's going to rely a lot on our local talent over what big name we can bring to St. Louis right off the bat right and I I think that's the right mindset he should take to operate with like we're not going to be the most attractive city when you compare us to the LA's and New York's I mean I like how active he seems to be on Twitter to engage with fans. And he posted a picture earlier this week of he was watching a Francis Howell game. Maybe it might've been Francis Howell North. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I think, I'm, I think he's doing a great job. He's been, his uh, Instagram has been super active about running into former players that he's coached yeah. or, um, some people that he's got connections with in St. Louis or people he hasn't even known and just met on the street. He's taken pictures with them. He's talked about the community and his love. I've even seen some of his jokes about what, uh, what's the great food. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm waiting to see uh, when he tastes the toasted raviolis. That's going to – That will be life-changing, and it could be good or bad. If he hates them, oof. It's gonna be a rough patch. He's out. He's out. He's of sporting out. He's got. He's got to go home. <laughs> but I, I think there. I think that's the one thing City has actually done really well. Starting is from the get go. Their social media has just been bonkers. You know, they they threw out all kinds of funny names that were discarded. They've done a really great job of just pushing out all kinds of media and interaction. I'm interested to see how well they do here in the next few months because I feel like a little bit of the excitement has died down. So I'm I'm hoping that they can revamp a little bit of excitement from the announcement. I don't know if you guys feel that. I feel, I feel like it's kind of been a little silent on the part of Major League Soccer here in St. Louis. Well, I think it's been hard with COVID and them having to push the stadium back and 
the starting of the actual season back. So I think it'll all come back when it gets closer to like 2021 and they break ground and the stadium is more finished and you actually get to like hear about them starting the season instead of us just hearing rumors about what might happen. Right. I think, I think people get excited when they start announcing like more hires to their staff. Um, And also when the Academy kicks off, I bet fans will flock to go watch their Academy players play. That's true. No no matter what age level they are. I want to get back to like the second hire. It's kind of more of a mystery to me. Um, Mike Ford was the second guy they hired and he's the executive chairman of sportsology. So I, yes, it sounds like he's more of an analytics guy. He, he will consult with the club to establish and maintain a model for high performance and sustained culture. The culture really gets me, I guess. I was thinking like fan culture, but I think he's solely focused on the sporting side. So maybe like the style of play they'll play like throughout their system. Well, what, what I got from it is that he's more on the uh, mental side of building the academy. So he's going to help with the environment they need to build around the team and players. So what type of practice facilities? Because when I think of like sports science, I think of the way their everyday operations are going to be like. What type of training they need how can you mentally and physically support these athletes okay so more of the day-to-day stuff yeah uh, more uh, help 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 lutz and everybody else around him build an environment that's gonna be supportive of the 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 new era of athletes Mm -hmm. you know you're starting to see in all these professional sports it's you. It's no longer just a, a gym, a weight room, and a recovery room. These guys are having all kinds of things. You know, they have break rooms, or they have ca- in cafeterias, and they have training rooms, and they have recovery rooms, and they have uh, offices to meet with different types of people. Because we're just athletes are getting younger and younger. And the younger you get, the more help and support they're going to need from the mental side of being an athlete rather than the actual physical and sports side. You know, you see some players like LeBron and Anthony Davis and Harden and Russell Westbrook that hardly, I mean, they, they sometimes don't practice for a whole week. Not that they're not gearing up for a game or something, but it's a little bit more of a, a different style of training than it used to be. Yeah, like a mental break. Yeah, a mental break, but at the same time still mentally preparing for it because their environment allows for that. You know, video rooms, different types of trainings. That's what I got from the higher-up for him Okay. and his job title. I could be completely wrong. I just know a lot of teams these days are taking a very mental approach towards their athletes, which is very controversial. I mean, we have some athletes come out verbally and they hate, they hate the way the modern era trains and prepares. 
you know, it's assumed lazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Where I think they just need to find a median between uh, training and then also the new modern way of training of kind of breaks and not as intense. Yeah. We've, uh, I think for like the first time in baseball, we've seen like a mental break. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds rested star first baseman Joey Votto for like a week, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I've seen it in basketball, but it was the first time. In baseball? We've heard, we've heard about it in Major League Baseball. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a new up and coming way of being an athlete, which I don't know how I feel about it. It, it kind of depends. I think there, it, I think there's a lot of people that need it, but I also think it can get to a point of where it might be obsessive and where you're more worried about protecting them than the actual output from that athlete. You know, if you have a top flight player that only plays once a week because that's all they can handle or they play three weeks on and then a week off, I think that's going to take a toll on how you manage your money and contracts with people. I don't know. What do you think, Austin? I do agree. I think that's – I'm not a super big fan of it. Kind of like going over what you're saying with like, LeBron, Harden, Russ, and all they take those breaks, but also like players like Kawhi, who will just play 15% of the regular season. And that's going to, I don't know if they could do that for soccer because the revenue, and if you're star player, like if Messi decided to just, or Ronaldo just decided to sit out 75% of the season, I feel like fans would stop going well i feel like we've seen that recently from some of the top players these days you know you've seen messi ronaldo neymar mbappe rest for a full week out of two or three games that may not necessarily mean anything Uh, at some points i feel like not they might rest for like exhibition games that are against like four tier league teams, but when they're playing like if like they're playing a La Liga game or a League One or a Serie A game, they normally don't sit out and miss. Because they tried to do that with Ronaldo and he got pretty angry about the coach making him watch. True. So I'm not really sure. I think it not very those are more like maybe the younger players, like Mbappe but they're more like lingering injury sit-outs. I'm not sure if it's mental breaks as much as it is like twisted ankles or just sore ligaments because nowadays I feel like they might push the young players too far to where their bodies are deteriorating way too fast to where they need those breaks. And yeah, well, that brings us to the whole realm of playing one sport your whole life. Yeah. And not to say that they're, like, softer than the older generation, but you never see players like Michael Jordan or Kobe complain about sore ligaments. You know what I'm saying? Or even Rooney. Like, think of how many games Rooney missed in his prime career of Man United. Yeah, well, the old mental was no pain, no gain, play through it, you'll be fine, rub some dirt on it. And now it's more like, you're fine, you can take today off. So... I don't know. 
I'd rather say I'm more of the old fashioned style. Like I'm not a fan of resting or all that kind of stuff. I'd rather you push through it, but I guess rather be healthy than injured is what they mm-hmm. go for now. I don't I don't think those old guys really like trained as hard maybe as like these current guys. Like outside of when they're playing, like back in the day they didn't have the same sort of capability to train as hard or as often they didn't have those resources that players now do. So I think that yeah. takes more of a toll on these that's guys. True. Now they have four seven workouts for high scores and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think that just goes back to Ford being involved with the demeanor and the, the creativeness of the roster and how you go about your day-to-day trainings. Well, I, I like that he was involved with LAFC. I mean, they've obviously done it right. So if he can uh, replicate that here, that would be great. Oh yeah. And Austin and I actually, we took a trip there last summer and their, their facilities are second to nine to galaxy. Like you look at galaxy and, you almost laugh at the fact that Galaxy is the the longer club there in L.A. Because if I had to pick between Galaxy or FC, those facilities over there at FC are phenomenal. Top of the line, brand new, beautiful, beautiful facilities. Well, let's hope they can replicate that in St. Louis. Well, they do say St. Louis is the soccer capital of not necessarily the world, but the United States. So hopefully that helps them bring the vibe to St. Louis and grow it. I'd agree. Yeah. I think this new this new stadium is going to look super cool, and I hope that it, it has something that others don't. I don't know what it's going to be or what it will be or – I just hope it has some different type of unique touch to it that will set it apart from everyday stadiums that you're seeing getting built. Not sure how much of the renderings and plans they've changed. I know they've changed a little bit, but I'm hoping that it being right there around Union Station and everything that we can just create such an awesome environment that it's hard to resist. That's not little. I'm pretty sure... Just on the other side of Missouri, Sporting's only holds 18. It'll be cool when they kick off. You could uh, go to a soccer game, go to maybe a baseball or hockey game the same day. You've got Ballpark Village right there. Be a nice, easy walk. Yeah. It, the connection the connection that they've built is is next level. Within a mile radius, you have three stadiums and communities set to take on restaurants and parties and just have a huge, huge viewing, whether you're in the stadium or outside the stadium. I mean, we're, we're building an MLS stadium that's going to hold 22,000 people. They, right? they, rough, they roughly sell out every game. They had a sellout streak for a long time. Yeah, and I think – at the time that Sporting created theirs, that was one of the biggest parks out there that was 
just strictly soccer. Obviously, there's some teams like that have that still play in football stadiums like Atlanta and that, and so you can sell and provide probably a little bit more tickets than what other clubs do. But selling out a twenty-two thousand stadium will be will be something else. Yeah, I think it just goes to show the increased interest in soccer in the U.S. that the capacity stadium capacity keeps increasing with each new stadium. I agree. So, what do we? Um, let's go back to um, St. Louis FC, and then like four or five behind Indy, maybe. Yeah, I think four or five behind Indy. I, I don't. I don't see any. I think it's a race for second right now. I don't think there's anybody that's going to pass Indy up in first. What do we think about uh, tonight? How do we think it's going to go? Do we think it's a must win? Is it? Is it? it I I think we have to win tonight to to gain some ground because we're we're two points behind Louisville City. I mean, Louisville could reasonably catch them. They could catch them this weekend. They play each other. But, you don't think St. Yeah. Louis has a chance to catch them? No, I think they do too. I'm I'm just hoping. Yeah, I guess I hope Indy just takes care of business with Louisville. I don't really care about. Indy, yeah, yeah. I just want to get in, so I hope they definitely look or seem to have more firepower than Louisville. Louisville didn't scare me that much last week, uh, based on how the teams played. Uh, St. Louis seemed like the better team, but came away with a one-one draw. We were actually down one-zero for quite a bit, weren't we? Yeah, they scored. They kind of got lucky on a set piece and got a header. Um, they scored in the first half, and then we didn't score till the beginning of the second half, right? Right. So I think I I think ultimately we just have to make sure we are crossing our t's and dotting our i's. If we don't go out uh, planning to win and just trying to play safe, I don't think there's a chance of us. Um, getting that second or first spot for the playoffs. Yeah, they they have to take care of business with Kansas City. They have two more matches against them, and they're not easy. Everyone thought they were going to be – they were going to roll over. Um, they have that Ford Harris, 20, who's scored 20 goals. He's the youngest in USL history to score 20 goals. He's 20 years yeah. old. He played for them last year and then this year, and he came out of nowhere. It's – they're not they're not just a a puppy that we thought that was going to be put in the bracket that's almost a nece- like a given win. Right, I think they're only 2 points, 2 or 3 points behind St. Louis. So they're right on our tail. They're coming off a win against FC Tulsa. Oh. Who beat St. Louis 2 to nothing. So we can't we can't look past this match. St. Louis FC has a has a habit of falling down. One nil, so they cannot let that happen again. They just need to get the first goal, and it'll just relieve a lot of pressure. Austin, any from your side? What, what do you? What do you? What would you like to see out of St. Louis FC these last couple of games? How many? They got three, four games left. Is that how much? I think uh, four, four or five. Yeah, four. Four I believe five. four left after tonight. Four. So technically tonight would be five, but since they're 
the best option would be to win out and then hopefully that nab him in first place if Indy messes up at all. But who they play Louisville next week too, correct? Yep. Louisville on the road. So hopefully they can win this game and then carry that over to the next game and win that and then at least be in second place. That would be the main goal I'd see as a coach right now is to get your team amped up to play this weekend and carry that on to next weekend. But I think as a team overall, you just want to go out there and of having to come back from behind like they always do. Do what you think you can do and just win out would be the mm-hmm. best option. Like as a coach, I'd be telling my boys just to go out there your hardest for these last five games, put everything you got, and just. So you wouldn't win. be worried about playoffs or making sure that you didn't put too many people in a tough decision to where you put so much effort forward to be in the playoffs that then you you kind of fizzle out. Well, I'm think. Well, playoffs are what four rounds. It will be the same. I think there'll be eight teams from each conference make the playoffs. Okay. I think there's eight divisions or four divisions in each conference, two from each advance to the playoffs. Yeah. So, Austin, you as a fan watching St. Louis FC, you're just saying, boys, go out there. Let's just drown them all. <laughs> yeah. Last five <laughs> games, do. let's rev the engine and just gas them. Yeah, I'd say then if you win – three or four in a row, then maybe the last game you have your boys take a little bit of a rest. Other than that, I think I'd rather go in the playoffs on a high than doing mediocre and being like, well, let's see how the playoffs go. I'd rather kind of go out there, kind of like what the Blues did last season and finish strong and then carry it on. I get you. Yeah. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah, I like that. And they, they have enough depth. Where, to rotate? Yeah, I don't think guys will be totally out of gas. Do we know what's wrong with Blackwood? I do not know what his injury is. It seems like, I mean, he came in last week to play the final 10. Yeah. But it's, there must be something that we don't know about. He was so dynamic for a few weeks and then disappeared from the, the lineup. Yeah, must be dinged up. I'm hoping if we can get him back, then I see our push being very powerful. And also Toby Adewale, the the center back they got from Pittsburgh, had a great start to the year and disappeared. Probably hasn't hasn't started for a month or so. So I'm guessing he's also got a nagging injury. I I think I remember he got injured in practice before a game. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Ago. I think he got scratched from the lineup late. He got hurt in pregame training. Let's hope we can go out there tonight and get the W and look forward to next weekend. Yeah, they can the take care of club. business. Yeah. Take care of business against Kansas City and Louisville. I mean, if you lose your remaining two to Indy, so be it. But Play your absolute best against Louisville and Kansas City, and I think they'll sneak in. I agree. Well, Austin, thank you for coming on and talking to us today. Thank you for having me. love having any sports enthusiasts out here. It was fun. I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. Hopefully we'll have some good news here this evening.
Yeah, maybe maybe we can do a live pod. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll look into it. <laughs> this is a good conversation, and uh, hopefully we can have you on again sometime, Austin. Thank you. Hopefully. The Lou boys are looking to take on St. Louis FC tonight. Let's get three points. Get that Let's get those three points, boys. That'll do it. For episode two of Lou Boys FC. We will With Will update. and Andrew. Lou <laughs> Boys, out. <laughs> Talk to you next week. We will update you on uh, St. Louis FC's 